Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is On Point. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty with a special first-person podcast drop for you. And this one is a must-listen. It's been more than six weeks since Hamas kidnapped approximately 240 people in Israel. The hostages included the elderly and infants. Israelis desperately want the hostages safely returned, and many have even taken to the streets to protest against the government of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and its handling of the hostage crisis within the broader context of the Israel-Hamas war. To understand how deeply the plight of political hostages can consume the attention of an entire nation, all we have to do is look back 44 years to the end of the Carter administration. On November 4th, 1979, students in the line of the Imam, a young Iranian militant group, invaded the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. They took 52 Americans hostage, and network news covered the crisis every night for 444 days. From ABC in New York, this is World News Tonight, Sunday, with Sam Donaldson. Good evening. The U.S. Embassy in Tehran has been invaded and occupied by Iranian students. The Americans inside have been taken prisoner. My name is Barry Rosen. I was the U.S. press attaché at the embassy. Some reports say as many as 90 Americans may be involved. Others say as few as 35. My office was overtaken almost immediately. The doors were blown open. About 15 to 20 young thugs came through. They tied me up and I said, um, can you just give me one second? I want to say goodbye to the people in my office. Uh, I uh, turned around and my staff and I, we looked at each other and uh, I said, Chod Hafez, goodbye. And they blindfolded me and marched me out of my office. This morning, for the first time since the hostages were put under lock and key, one of the captives, blindfolded, was brought out into the open. This is Harry Rosen, the embassy's press attaché. He was turned to face reporters and cameramen and several hundred Iranian demonstrators outside the embassy's gates. Yankee, go home, they cried. I was punched in the stomach, knocked down, and uh, for that evening, I slept uh, with uh, the cords of the curtains tying my feet and my hands. One thing occurred that was very important, and it was a message from Ayatollah Khomeini on the radio and every One of the hostage takers were listening to it. Ayatollah Khomeini commended the students for taking over the embassy. Once that happened, more than anything else, determined the fact that I and my colleagues were going to stay there for a long time. 
In the name of God, the most merciful and gracious, the 35 million population of Iran want this, the Shah returned. And unless he is returned, the hostages will not be freed. I was frightened. He opened up cans of okra and force-fed us okra. Between two or four of us were held in these, I call them cells. In each of these cells, there was a guard, and the guard commanded that we could not speak to each other, even though we were in the same cell together. Days were very, very long. And we heard, it seemed like the entire city of Tehran screaming, Marg Bar America. Death to America, death to America. They were standing in front of the embassy, chanting day in and day out. I would say in... Uh, December of uh, 1979, I was put into a van and driven to the very opulent place. The floor was marble. Then the next morning, I, there was a knocking on the door, and uh, I was told that I had to uh, sign a statement that I was a spy and plotter against the Islamic Republic of Iran. The next morning, he came back with somebody with an automatic weapon in his hand. And I was marched down stairs and they ripped off my blindfold. I was marching past a, a gauntlet of guards dressed in black with weapons in their hands. And straight ahead, there was a desk young man sitting in a chair at the desk. And he said to me, if you don't sign we will shoot you. And he said, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to make a decision. And uh, I eventually put my, my signature to the, uh, to the confession that I was a spy. That was a very demeaning and I was, any ideals I had were thrown out the window. And, and so I, I was uh, marched upstairs back into that room and I lied there uh, for a while. And, uh, and there I saw a bunch of red ants on the floor and started to play with them and then fell asleep. There's also one, one major incident, and this is not really public and never has really been public, but it's 44 years and I think, you know, it should be. And that is one of our colleagues uh, was telling his guard who was in each cell, the positions that we held. So to a large degree, we were getting um, held hostage by one of our own people too, in a certain sense, because he outed all of us. This came out 
through little messages that we would leave in one of the corners of the uh, bathroom. And many of us later on swore to each other we were going to kill him. But of course, that didn't happen. But the idea of turning on, on all of us is something that still disgusts me. Um, but the United States government did nothing about it. I think the reason why it never really got out into the public arena was because I think we came back, quote unquote, as heroes. And I don't think the American public wanted to hear that we were not, quote, all heroes. Now, day one. Day one of Ronald Reagan's presidency and day one of freedom for 52 Americans. The new president had not been in office an hour when the former hostages became free men and women again. Just looking at them, they appear to have momentarily at least lost complete touch with reality. I'm, I'm quite sure they, they cannot conceive that they are free now. Their faces are blank, their eyes are glazed. It's, 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 it's a stunning emotional experience. These people who are being held in Gaza are, are my brothers and sisters in many ways. Captivity has actually been part of my genetic makeup now for the last 44 years. That's why I think you have to be hopeful. That is most important in your mind, to be as hopeful as you possibly can be and try to meditate on that and the idea that you will one day see your family, your loved ones again. Continue with that in mind. It's too important to let go. Barry Rosen, former press attaché at the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. He was one of 52 hostages held for 44 days during the Iran hostage crisis from November 4th, 1979 to January 20th, 1981. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. This is On Point.